welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring through the screen here is King Daniel. Rawr. <laughs> I to work on your roar one. just a little bit. That was like a little Simba, baby Simba roar. Rawr. Rawr. In preparation for the new King Kong versus Godzilla movie, we decided to go back and watch the OG of King Kong movies, the 1933 classic. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's talk some old school special effects. Clay, or not claymation, stop motion. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Well, before we get started here, Got a brand new beer here. Stormbreaker. Ooh, Stretching fancy. the truth. Sejon. Okay. I have the Green Skies Hazy IPA by Windmere Brothers. How's that? That's pretty good. I've never had it before. Dude, this one's really good. This is, reminds me of the little beast brewing Sejon that I love back in the fall. Nice. Yeah, really good. Yeah, Stormbreaker brewed here in Portland, Oregon. Mmm. Oh, that's delicious. Hey, I'm starting to like Sejons more than uh, IPAs almost. Almost. Okay. Um, what are you looking at? Oh, I'm looking at just movie news. Oh, okay see if there's anything recently i only saw like those two i mean the big ones obviously suicide squad but i only saw two trailers this week and i didn't really see much else pop up we can talk about trailers you want to talk about the new trailers why don't we start with the you want to start with the guy Ritchie one i mean we can yeah it's but it looks fun and guy Ritchie usually has at least some weird british suave to it so which always just makes it a little bit more entertaining I don't know. It looks like it could be fun. I loved his movie last year, The Gentleman. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was one of my favorites, too. Personally, I think that one should be up for Best Picture. Maybe. I don't know. I, just, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. But, uh, well, so, the next trailer I'm really excited for is they dropped a new trailer for The Suicide Squad. Yeah, they did like their first official trailer. First official trailer. I don't know. Should we watch it and react to it? I would like to watch it. Let me uh, share my screen here with you, Daniel. There we go. Okay, are you ready? Ready. Enlarge. Here we go. The new Suicide Squad trailer. Red Band. You gotta be kidding me. You're gonna risk the entire mission for a mental defective dress as a court jester. It's coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Two is clear to go. Fire up. Three, two. What are you guys doing? What? You, we're we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Blood sport. (laughs) Great song. You know the deal? successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. What the hell? You fail to follow my orders in any way, and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. You can do the job for 
Well, this is the famous Suicide Squad. Horrible, beautiful mind. <laughs> nom nom. <laughs> Any questions? Hand. Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for fuck's sake. Good deal. We fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. What? No. <laughs> you cough without covering your mouth. Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. What's the plan? How the hell am I supposed to know? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problem. Why would someone have <laughs> penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? <laughs> this is suicide. Damn. <laughs> Don't you worry, eh? I'm gonna get you out of here alive. I'm going to get you out of here alive. Oh my god! We've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit! Uh-huh. <laughs> I love the rain. Angels are splooching all over us. Damn, so many people. But yeah, I love the part King Shark just like, he's kind of like laughably dumb, but then you just rips a dude in half. Like, so great. Oh, I can't wait for this. This definitely went up a couple notches as far as anticipated film of the year. Yeah, definitely. It looks like it's just a ton of fun. I think so too. Definitely, hopefully, we'll have a lot more rewatchability than the first one. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. That one's a race to have in mind. I don't even care. I'm also this, glad they brought back like the the leader of like the strike team guy because I did like him in the original too. Yeah, I guess they took what was good, like um, Harley Quinn, and brought brought her on board. Or... Yeah, it looks like Harley Quinn, Boomerang, Waller, and uh, whatever like the average soldiers guy's character's name but four people and it's great because suicide squad makes so much sense it's just fun side movies because yeah you can have them do their own thing but you can switch out the characters whenever you know it doesn't matter well and the fact that they let margot robbie reprise the role because she is great in that role too so to have her reprise it but you know not have anything to do with the other one i love it yeah exactly uh so good uh, yeah i can't wait for that so yeah theaters and hbo this summer pretty excited to see that one that's good stuff all right anything else going on in the movie news world um i'm showing that russell crowe joined the cast of thor love and thunder but they haven't announced his role yet oh that'll be cool it's probably gonna be superman's dad again <laughs> could be oh that's awesome though russell crowe in the marvel movie yeah i heard they uh put out a cast list for the new obi-wan show yeah, I do see that too. I'm just not sure who all these people are. Well, okay. Have, no. have they officially started filming that? Uh, it starts production. Let's see. 
When is it starting production? <laughs> I don't want to do your dirty work no more. Okay, it looks like it's it Kenobi's the beginning production in April. April? Yep. Sweet. I was just looking at my list here. So I had Suicide Squad listed as number three most anticipated for the year. Mission Possible 7 was next and Top Gun Maverick. Ooh, I don't know if that trailer is enough to move it up two slots, but it's, yeah, top three. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to see it still, especially if it's coming to HBO. I don't know if we'll be able well, at the very least get to see it at home, if not in a theater. Yeah. Hell, if they're still doing the private rentals, maybe. Well, speaking of theater, I saw a couple movies in theater. I'm not going to talk about them too much as far as like really reviewing them because they're just stuff we talked about. But uh, local cinema here, the Joy Cinema, open, playing movies. I went and saw a double feature yesterday. Back to the Future, Part 2, and Beetlejuice. Nice. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, that was awesome. I just, I'm, I'm happy to support local cinema. So yeah, if you're, you know, no matter where you live, if your theaters near around you are open, go support them. They need all the support they can get, especially if these are private theaters that aren't part of huge chains. They need help to survive. Yeah. I mean, for Back to the Future, it was nice. It was like two people in the theater, including myself, and we sat probably 50 plus feet apart. I mean, I basically, he was behind me somewhere. I had the whole theater felt like to myself. Nice. It was awesome. That was pretty sweet. And then Beetlejuice was sold out. They're only doing like a maximum, I think, of 30 people. But he said Beetlejuice, every showing was selling out over the weekend. So that, that was good. People are getting out there supporting local theaters. That's good. Uh, yeah, of course, Beetlejuice. Amazing movie. So much fun to see on the big screen. Yeah, that would be fun. I don't think I've ever seen it on the big screen, but I've seen it a lot. Yeah, I didn't. I usually it's like a fall flick for me, and I didn't see it this fall. So making up for I last did. time. Nice. Anything like anything new out there that you saw this week? No, I didn't watch any other like movies besides Tangled this week. But I've already seen that. Everybody's seen that. Yeah. Still holds up. I still enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I saw a couple of the monster movies leading up to King Kong versus Godzilla, but we'll talk about that next week when we talk about that movie. Well, Daniel, shall we move in here, or shall we move on here and start talking some 1933 King Kong, the OG of Kong? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. 1933. So, yes, the year, 1933. Construction on the Golden Gate Bridge began. The board game Monopoly was invented. An earthquake in China killed 9,000 people. And on April 7th, King Kong hits theaters nationwide. Why did you have to have a factoid about 9,000 people dying? Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'll see that or... I don't know. Just something big that happened in 1933. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, uh, King Kong, yes. <laughs> Written by James Creelman and Ruth Rose. Music by 
Max Steiner and directed by Marion C. Cooper and Ernest B. Uh, Shudsek. Starring Fay Ray, Robert Armstrong, uh, Bruce Cabot, Frank Richer, Sam Hardy, Noble Johnson, and King Kong himself as the eighth wonder of the world. He's actually listed. He actually has his own IMDb. Does he? Yeah, King Kong has his own IMDb. That's fucking cool. So I guess I could start this. I'm trying to remember the first time I ever saw this movie. Uh, it was probably in high school. I think I just printed it from the library in VHS back in the day. Uh, but yeah, I just remember, obviously, movies have come a long way since 1933, special effects and everything. We have Jurassic Park. But I was still, as a teenager, still just blown away by this and how far things have come along by 1933. Because this was this was just out of the silent era. I mean, we have just gotten out of... Um, the silent era movies and into talkies right right they we got out of the silent era and then they made uh singing in the rain and then every other movie came after that singing in the rain was the 50s but okay it's it's whoosh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i love this movie so much it's probably one of my absolute favorites from the golden age of Hollywood if not it's definitely probably my favorite black and white film it's so much fun so entertaining um, love uh, Max Steiner's scores it, it's great uh, it's just a fun adventure though because I mean once you know Kong arrives the adventure just takes off and it's like non-stop action to the end but yeah a lot of fun what are your thoughts on it well, <laughs> like I said, when I texted you a few days ago, I'm like, when we were stumped of what to do in between now and the release of Godzilla versus King Kong. And then uh, I was listening to a podcast that did two parts on the King Kong origins and like from the original King Kong through, you know, like their film, I think they did pretty much up to the Peter Jackson and Skull Island. Well, I guess I did so technically through like the modern era. era. And I was just thinking, I'm like, why the fuck didn't we just watch the original King Kong? Because I haven't watched that probably since you showed it to me when I was at least a teenager, maybe younger. I don't think I was even a teenager. And if so, I was just like maybe 13, 14. Like it's been a long time. So, and I've definitely come around to appreciate movies like this as I got older so I haven't seen it in my like adult life when I think I'd probably would have enjoyed it the most, mm-hmm. um, which I did. I really enjoyed <laughs> watching it. Like I didn't remember pretty much any of it besides like the icon, the iconic like tower scene um, or empire state building. But I don't know. I was, so I was excited that you're like, yeah, let's do it. And we both watched it. I had a great time just watch this. And yeah, 1933 probably, it's weird to think that this movie is almost a hundred years old. Yeah, it's getting there. Almost That's what 90. I kept thinking. I'm like, dude, this thing is like, yeah, it's pretty close to a hundred years. Eighty-eight years right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it is only eighty-eight. I guess it isn't quite at the ninety, but I mean, still getting there. Yeah, pretty damn close. Because you know, it's kind of weird how just thinking like, yeah, a hundred years back, you're like, oh. It, it always feels like such a long time. And then you're like, oh, the King Kong movie's almost like, you know, almost 90. And then you're like, fuck, that doesn't seem like that long ago for some reason. I don't know. But. I saw our grandfather was four when this movie came out. Yeah, probably was a little bit too violent for him. Yeah. 
but damn was this entertaining i mean like yeah the effects you can like appreciate it and you can also laugh at it now like we've got obviously we've moved way past this like some of it is comical but at the same time like well yeah i know but then like but then you're also just kind of like this happened in 1933 like this is i gotta say like feel feels really good for 1933 yeah no i wish i could have those experiences like back in the day like when you've just never seen anything like it before and your mind's just blown i i, I still think the closest i think i've ever come to that has been the matrix in 1999 where your teenage mind was like oh my god this is the real shit basically but yeah. but still but to be in, in a 1933 audience everything you've seen up until that point especially coming from the silent era of the 20s into talkies and this being one of the first films if not the first film to have a start to finish orchestra score i mean just to be blown away by this and potentially like scared out of your seat too i just to have that feeling you know i, just, I wish i could go back and just experience movies like that yeah you know, whether it be this star wars for the first time ever and never seen anything like that before i mean people talk about uh was the french french connection being so classic and having one of the best chase scenes ever but you know Fast forward to when, when he, fast forward to when we finally saw the French Connection. We're just kind of like, okay, yeah, I mean, sure. I guess if it was one of the first of that kind. I mean, Otherwise, we've seen chasing after chasing for how many years now? <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, shit. This year, or I guess it was last year, that oh, Michael Bay film with Ryan Reynolds. I forgot what it's called. Oh, Six Underground. The first 20 minutes of that movie is just a car chase. So we've, we've gotten to that point, <laughs> you know, like we've all seen a car chase. Like, yeah, I don't know if this blew me away more than like a James Bond car chase did, even like from a similar era, I think those would have probably blown me away more. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. It's hard to like people like, yeah, you can see the building blocks. Like you can see the base and we've, we're just like, all we've seen all our lives were essentially like what they built off of those movies. Yeah. But again, I wish I could just know what that experience is like to have just have never seen anything like something like this before. Yeah. I wish I could go back to that kind of time and just know what that feels like. But needless to say though, I still think to this day, I mean, I think it really holds up. This is still, again, one of my favorite movies. This is just a great start to finish. Great cast. Um, I mean, you know, it's a nice story. You know, a director wants to make a picture. <laughs> you need to make a picture. You need to make a picture. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, we're going to take an actress with us. We're going to go to this island that I've heard about. And we're going to, you know, creatures. And we're going to have some fun, basically. Yep, we're going to hire some woman off the street. Tell her there's no funny business going on. But could you please get on a boat with this man that you just met? <laughs> she was like, well... I don't have a date this week. Sure. I just yeah, love how I love how he thinks he should, when uh, he meets her at the apple stand and she like nearly faints and he catches her and then like that look is where he's like, oh my gosh, this is this is the one. She's perfect for this. Perfect. <laughs> so great. Yeah, the woman who literally touches an apple then is like, hey, don't fucking steal that. She's like, I literally just touched it. You're right. Maybe I was gonna <laughs> pick it up and say, I'll take one of these. Yeah, I know. You're just like, I guess maybe pay for it before you touch it with this guy, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I just thought he was like, here, I'll give you a dollar. He's like, oh, okay. Which I know. I'm I was sure like, they were five cents a piece back then. Money. So he was like, oh, shit. Sweet. Dollar. 
I mean, it's kind of funny when you see it now, you're like a dollar. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. You gave him a dollar. I'm like, but I mean, like, that's a hell of a tip in 1933. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even, well, like, I even, like, went and did, like, looked up, like, a conversion calculation, like, at the end of the movie when they're, you know, getting to see King Kong. And some guy's like, I paid $20 for these tickets, which equates to about $200 a pop. 200 each? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which I also said, they said, like, Still, oh, we made, like, way cheaper than Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, technically true. So that guy got a deal. Yeah, he did. Got a deal to see the eighth wonder of the world. Mm-hmm. Two hundred dollars to be the first person to ever see it. Yeah. And then possibly <laughs> die that same night. Hell of a deal. I just love um, uh, what's the director's name? Um, Denim, Carl Denim, when yep. he's like. Yeah, because he knows the boat's leaving tomorrow. Like, we're leaving tomorrow. We'd have no actress still. And he's finally, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go out there and find a woman, even though I've got to marry one. I like how the first place he, he goes to a women's shelter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know. Like, well, struggling actresses, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're like, you need work. I have money to pay you for work. Uh, well, I think that's what it was. It's like all people that are out of work that need need work. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, because he, I guess he has the, at least he has the wherewithal. But he's just like, not really many sane people are just going to, at least, I just like, I was just like, no, it's like people who already have a job and money aren't just going to w- come with me, some technically still stranger, even though she knows him as a director, would yeah. still be like, yeah, I want you in my movie. We just met. Now get on this boat. And I'm not even, I can't even tell you where we're going. Right. <laughs> That's I what don't know. like, uh, I, I think only a struggling she actor. Just, she might've just been looking for adventure. I mean, it's like Bonnie and Clyde, like, Hey, you want to come with me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like in 1933, the world was still like brand new. Yeah. Want to come on an adventure? Sounds yeah, great. Holy shit. This only happens to rich, rich white dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking adventure. I, I've never even seen like a classic adventure movie. No? I well, I mean, I guess this might count. Yeah, so yeah, I think this counts. Yeah. Yeah, they get on the boat. We're on the boat for a little bit. Uh we get to the island, which they never actually call it Skull Island, but it's hinted at. I thought they Oh yeah. It, well they, they say like Skull it's Rock. The, how do we know it's the right island? It's like the island, like the mountains shaped like a gigantic skull. Mm-hmm. like they almost say skull island but they never actually do but i know i mean like i was actually kind of the pacing of this movie actually really surprised me i think it's about what it's only about an hour and a half so about half an hour in no longer than i think 45 minutes we're at skull island yeah but i think it's about 25 30 minutes and we we're at skull island um we don't see and Kong then for till... 45 minutes to almost an hour we're on skull island and then the last part of like the whole cl- like the iconic scene him on the tower is only the last 15 minutes mm-hmm. which blew my mind i'm just like dude i feel like like the movie's just gonna stop like before i even see this like it doesn't seem like there's enough time but you know, they just kind of go with it at the end like but I mean, that was still fun. I just was unexpected. Like the pacing was a little weird, but I like how we spend the bulk of it on Skull Island. Yeah, I mean, it's good. 
pretty good pacing. I mean, a little bit of setup to get to know some characters first, because you know we're we're on land, then we're on the boat for a little bit, getting to know our characters. But yeah, I mean, things take off, especially once we're on the island, things really start to take off. I mean, they they get off, they start exploring, they see the um, natives there, and see them just whatever doing their ritual. I wish I love that part how they're he's spying through like some bushes like huh I like, know hey, come check this out and I like he's amazed by you know what they're doing he's like get the camera over here let's be great let's let's do something before they spot us so they put the camera in plain sight start recording like two seconds later oh crap we've been spotted who would have uh, thought yeah I mean that's a <laughs> I mean this movie just has all the hallmarks of like golden age Hollywood which is like over enunciating things but usually like like classic movies but I just love like the classic scoring and yeah the the weird little like quirky like dialogue and like what characters do but yeah I did think that was hilarious just like here before they notice and then they literally walk the camera like it, I thought they were gonna like push it through and like secretly record but he's like before they notice literally just walks it out several feet away from hiding behind the bush. Plain open sight, yeah. Oh, shoot, we've been spotted. The natives are Run. keenly aware of their surroundings. Like, no, you stupid asshole. You're 10 feet away from a fucking bush now. So funny. Oh my God. I do love when they are talking to the chief. He's like, he said he traded six other women for Anne. Yeah. Oh my God, like... I like the some of the lines and they just like had me cracking up because like <laughs> one of my one of the first things that I wrote down when they're on the ship uh, you know and she meets like the second in command I forget his name but like her love interest because I always think like the love interest is going to be the director but it's not they're just like no I hired you for a job but it's the uh, the first mate that she falls in love with John? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I love when she first talks to him and he's like, I think women on ships is a nuisance. She's like, well, I'll try not to be. He's like, you've already been in the way already. Like, you're already a nuisance. It's just yeah, that's like, funny. Oh, I won't be a nuisance. You already are. <laughs> I just love how uh, again, Golden Age Hollywood, how quickly he falls for her and like expresses love. Doesn't just say, I, you know what? I've kind of changed my, my view towards you. You're, you're not too bad. I kind of like you. And I so love like, when I he th- said, when he, that you. scene happens too. And she's like, I thought you hate women. I did, but I love you. <laughs> and then dramatic falling each other's arms for a kiss moment. Oh my God. I love, like, <laughs> I always forget how fun like old scores are because it's not like scores as we know it today. You know, there's not as many themes and stuff, but like there's just like the the classic like orchestra sounds and just like how over the top everything is. But it also makes it a fun, weird little epic. It's still such a good score though. I mean, cutting edge for its time too. Uh, what I had a let me see, I wrote down something here. So it says Max Steiner's score for the film was unique for many reasons. It was the first feature-length original score for a talkie, the first major Hollywood film to use an original thematic score rather than background music, the first score to use a 46-piece orchestra, and the first score to be recorded on three tracks, one for sound effects, one for dialogue, and one for music. So, cutting it. Damn, okay, so this literally was breaking all of the ground. Oh, yes, this movie broke so many new grounds. 
I mean, okay. See, again, like it's funny now, but also you can appreciate, I mean, being older, I can appreciate like, like, yeah, it's, it's silly. It's fun. Cause we've, we're literally almost 90 years removed and we've gone so much farther at this point, but just like hearing that, like, damn, like, yeah, they actually recorded everything separately. And which means that would have had to been like, you know, probably the first like real, like, I mean, I guess more modern sound mixing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause they still do that today, obviously more advanced. But I don't know. Like I, I like that. It's it's just so cool. Like it just seems so goofy, but it has the staying power. Like it, it almost feels like a movie that we shouldn't be remembering ninety years later, but we do because it was just that good and it did so many new things. Well, that's the thing is I watch it now and I think it's definitely a masterpiece. And you, just, how much I love it now. I mean, I could just imagine how loved it was back then with audiences like wow especially again you've never seen anything like it. you're just like wow this is amazing I know. i'm sure there's some old people grumbling like well it ain't like the silent movie error i mean there's, yeah. there's some of those for everything but <laughs> um well one, one part of that part we're talking about before we move on is i again with the score i love how it kind of goes from the love theme around them with them falling each other's arms and kissing to all of a sudden it, it the music fades quickly to like a darker sound and that's when we get a shot of the exterior of the ship and we see the natives come over in a canoe to sneak up on the ship and steal Anne. yeah so just that quick that transition from the love theme to doom and gloom is really well done And Max Steiner, he's kind of so you know how like we look up to and admire John Williams, Hans Zimmer. Well, he's the guy that they looked up to and adored. Fair enough. Like he was John Williams' inspiration. Well, that's really cool. But yeah, we get to Skull Island. Obviously, got the huge the wall. I mean, she gets kidnapped. They figure it out. They go to rescue her. They figure out you know they got her like tied up between two posts. Basically, gonna sacrifice her to the king. Yep. And 46 minutes in, King Kong makes his dramatic entrance coming through trees. <laughs> Comes up. <laughs> Chest pounding. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm He's just like, girl. 45 minutes. I'm like, I gotta say, for 45 minutes in, like, I mean, hour and a half, like, yeah, 45 minutes in, you meet Kong, and then it's all pretty much nonstop action until the end. So it's for an hour and a half, you know, yeah, and you 45 minutes in and then like literally the other half of the movie is just like pretty much nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was actually really surprised. Like, yeah, like essentially once Kong appears and she, he takes Anne, then the, like the real adventure, like you get to see like, cause they've rushed through the gate yeah, and they're like, we're going to go rescue her. And then you get to see all these cool like things like the dinosaurs, snakes, like. Yeah, and I always forget how many creatures we'd run into. It's not just Kong and one or two others. There's a few. Yeah, there's like five. 
So yeah, you got the di- the first dinosaur, which I feel kind of bad for them because it's like, oh, I mean, obviously, you're like, shoot, it's either him or us. So let's so let's shoot it. But it's like, oh, I know. I was laughing so hard. We we're just like, what the fuck is that thing? I don't know. And then they just fucking unload on the dinosaur and gas it, and then shoot it some more, or bombs at it. I just thought that was kind of hilarious, but also I'm like, they're like, aha, like we got it. And I'm like, why the fuck is nobody freaking out that that's a goddamn dinosaur that shouldn't exist? (laughs) I mean, I guess King Kong is already like, but it's just like, it's one of the things, even if you saw King Kong, I'd be like, holy shit, that's a fucking dinosaur. Right? Oh my God. And even I'm like, well, maybe they don't know what it is, but he's like, oh no, this is definitely like, the, even the director's like, yeah, this looks like a dinosaur. Like, it's crazy. Right. Haven't seen it for millions of years, but uh, oh well. Yeah, but we're after a girl and a monkey. <laughs> I mean, a huge ass uh, monkey. But so... still, like, I, I don't know. Part of me is just, I, 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 like I love it's... even more than that, though. It, it just gets even better and better as you go on. Because the next thing, they, you know, they come across the, uh, they come to across to the lake and they're like, shoot, let's build a raft. Let's get across. Oh my and, god! Okay, before we get to the monster scene, it did crack me up. They're like, "All right, boys, we'll build a raft." They build like this maybe four by four raft, five by five max, and then when they cut it, it's like twelve feet long, floating in the water, because it has to like all of them are standing on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that just cracks me up. But anyway, continue because yeah. now we get this but now we're on the raft and this sea dinosaur comes up like brachiosaurus basically comes up and that scene is just cracks me up how it throws them off the raft they're all swimming for their life my favorite part of the whole thing is when the guy climbs up the tree and it's messing around them until it finally gets them and eats them yeah i actually wrote that down because the way that guy screams is so high pitched mm-hmm. that it just i was dying of laughter i wrote that down because so <laughs> it's like that was, it's just an amazing scream but I mean, life what, depends what, on it. but what a great job of, of combining puppetry real people real settings like the jungle um to background stuff because I mean, you have everything from paintings for your background to the actors performing in front of a screen and a projector projecting other stuff like the uh, dinosaurs up on the screen and them um, acting in front of that screen there's yeah. so much that goes into like the different layers to make this work yeah i know and that's what i loved about listening to the podcast them kind of explaining how that was set up um and another podcast not our podcast but um I don't know like yeah it's just so it's like it's so much fun from start to finish and like yeah I didn't wasn't expecting that many creatures I'm like okay I think Kong I I I think it's like yeah Kong fights like a T-Rex and that's really the only thing that I thought was gonna happen but no that's what they they find Kong they shoot that (laughs) dinosaur to death (laughs) I don't know why it makes me laugh so much so, you know, and then they run into the T-Rex and there's a, what? A well, the log scene. Don't forget about the log scene. The log scene. The yes, log scene is down. classic. I mean, especially how they shot that too. Just classic. But yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes is when they're on the log, they're running across it. You even see two guys trip. And then Kong's coming back and you see them running back and he takes the log, starts shaking it, shaking, you know, making them fall. And then you literally have long shots of like their ragdoll bodies falling and hitting the basin. Mm -hmm. And just, ah, ah. 
they did it like five times. <laughs> yeah. So what's great is there was a scene deleted that was supposed to be there where they actually show those guys survive the fall and they fall into a spider pit. So giant spiders come out and attack them and eat them. So the fall didn't kill them. Giant spiders will. I would have rather died by the fall. Right. Quick. <laughs> but, but yeah, you see uh, Driscoll climb down the rope and get and hide himself in the side of the mountain there. And great sequence too with the like Kong looking over the edge trying to he knows something's there trying to grab it and then he takes his knife and stabs him great yeah. stuff there um i mean i just love the kong animatronic stuff like just his design is great i this he has you know close-up of his face that we see um and just the expressions he makes is hilarious they i love i love when the show close-ups of him like eating people that stuff's great yeah yeah i know i'm like the only thing that like i think just the close-ups of his face are like what like or when he's like it was a close-up and he was like chewing a real person i'm just like okay take the real if with the real person it's not there i can get with it but it's only one like i think there's only one scene like when he's attacking the villagers that it shows a close-up of his face with the guy inside like ah. Mm-hmm. but i mean like i oh, overall like i think the facial expressions were fine <laughs> they're just they're just fun I think overall, though, that holds up decently well for, I mean, 1933. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of humanizes him a little bit. It makes him yeah, like, oh, look how cute he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> but, another thing. But then, but then we get to the my, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is him versus the T-Rex. All stop motion puppets duking it out, but it's so great. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. That was so cool. And again, you have Anne on the in the tree in front of the screen of them duking it out reacting to all that i mean just them wrestling around punching each other or kong doing the punching i know and i i i'd love like during the fight scene like he puts her on top of like a tree trunk and then while they're duking it out the tree trunk knocks over while they're still fighting she's just kind of trapped watching it some more i don't know it's just wildly entertaining well i I love how he go ahead Oh, I'm like his finisher on the T-Rex. I'm like, damn, that's brutal. That's what I was going to, yeah, just how he breaks his jaw. But I love it open and then plays with it for a second. That's, so there's <laughs> things I love about that. So how he kills him, breaking his jaw. And then he, when he thinks he's dead, he moves his mouth to make sure it's dead and then leaves it. But then uh, the close-up of the uh, T-Rex and the blood just dribbling out of his mouth. Yeah, dripping. Oh, it's, it's great. I know and it just cracks me up watching this just like man some mom in 1933 went to the box and was like I can't believe you're showing that to my children that would have been our mom it's so violent (sighs) so violent so violent no but yeah I'm like I wasn't expecting like damn that was actually a pretty solid kill wasn't expecting that because most stuff he's just kind of smashing with his hands and kind of like hitting against him but no just like straight breaking his jaw open and then playing with so it for a sec so great <laughs> but yeah then we yeah we eventually get back to his cave once again more creatures back there which is just cool i know it's just like literally like every little scene change it's just new creature new creature you know like even when no yeah even the log scene like after all those people die like this giant fucking like lizard is crawling up a vine 
so he has to cut it off so it falls back down you're like oh, we're getting yeah. new creatures oh pretty much and the deleted in the deleted scene too they show him crawl from, going from the ground crawling up the side too oh nice <laughs> but yeah all these creatures yeah that uh, sea creature that comes out kind of the snakish one yeah the more snake one but it still had little legs yeah so how it's like just wrapping its tail around kong choking him just great stuff and once again you've got painting painting in the background real stuff real people animatronic you know like stop motion puppets i mean just all merged together to make it all look real yeah create this world i mean it's just so well done what i mean relatively seamless they said post-production on this went uh, i'm trying to think how long they said it went for but the way they talked about post-production on this though is uh uh, still a few months out but anyway so they finished they wrapped filming went to post-production and fader a went off and shot four more movies before kong was complete damn but yeah one of my favorite fights though is the pterodactyl when that thing flies in and kong is battling the pterodactyl that's good stuff i know i was hoping like when it came in i'm like oh shit is he gonna like rip its wings off i mean he just kind of like i think it's awesome. i think he like snipe like like breaks his wing but not like off and then he just throws it to the ground mm-hmm. which it's just such like a know, like it just seems like such a dick move just like and grounded just throw him like you're not quite dead yet but you're gonna hit the ground and then you'll be yeah. dead that's why it's the king yeah he's just like no fuck you don't come at me oh uh. so, yeah like now now that like watching it i was just having a good time but now thinking about like yeah like the pacing is actually like once the skull island just like hits because like yeah there's creature 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 you know like he fights like four different things i mean and you don't really think about it i know they talked about this on that podcast that you were talking about is he kills so many people not just people other creatures just kong kills and kills yeah and you can't follow but, him he's like yeah he's a giant like yeah, giant ape. gorilla but yeah you know he found this gal he fell in love instantly and he wants to protect her <laughs> Yeah, he's like, she's mine, I'm the king, and everything else just wants her for a snack. Yeah, I, I do love uh, their escape, too. <laughs> I know, which also, like, yeah, like, as they're escaping, like, as right as he's breaking the wings of uh, the pterodactyl, they're just climbing down a vine. Then he gets them all the way back up, and then they're like, now we'll jump. Yeah, I mean, you I'm think, like, you should have just jumped when you were way closer to the water. That's what I thought, because you, you think they're just, you, you think it's way higher than it than it's supposed to be. <laughs> so you're like, well, it makes sense that they're not going to just drop. But when they drop anyway and go to the water, you're like, okay, well, why didn't? Yeah, exactly. You're like, why didn't you just do that anyway? Yeah, would have been way safer because he pulled you up what looked like at least 20, 30 feet. But they get away. They come back. The, uh, yeah, they close the wall and then Kong comes and busts through. Fucking all hell breaks loose. Like, he, oh my God. Some of my favorite scenes from him just like murdering the villagers and like the uh, the shipmen alike is like when he, like, the, they didn't do this once, but this is twice where he literally just like long steps somebody into the mud and kills them. <laughs> <laughs> like, they did it twice. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And he's just like, does like the close-up shot kind of smushes them then you just see them go and then he just pushes them all the way down (laughs) that's so great though vindictive asshole 
Yeah, I guess that, that was the yeah. Obviously, yeah, you had, you made a huge life size rendition of his foot and ankle, and then at least one of his hands that he's going to hold and in. Yeah. Uh, Which I yeah, really, his, his attack really on enjoyed. the village is awesome. <laughs> Just straight up rampage and like complete chaos, like everybody running everywhere. Some people throwing spears. And he eats a couple of them, just breaks the platform they're on, and they just all fall, probably dead. Oh, so crazy. Uh, he's got to at least, and you got to think of like things that they didn't show, but you know, see how packed everybody is running away from him. Like a lot of collateral damage happened from him just walking around, guaranteed, mm-hmm. you know, besides him just whatever he breaks with his fist. Oh, classic shot of a child, you know, chaos going on everywhere, and a child sitting there by themselves with no parent around. Just crying. Just crying. You've I seen guess that in been... a million things now. I know. We've seen that in how many movies? <laughs> but might have been the first one. Might have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I love that. Then they get all the way to the beachfront before they're even able to capture him. And everybody, I love how everybody's just like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And only the director is like, what do you mean? That's a million bucks standing right there we're millionaires <laughs> yeah exactly and just like is the only one even trying to fight it i'm like damn dude that guy is motivated oh he is for sure <laughs> all right but yeah they take it take him back to new york city get them all set up on broadway for display. Hey, before they get him set up i wanted to mention this that the gas bomb which they use a gas bomb on the dinosaur and it didn't even pass out all the way and that's why they shot it more mm-hmm but I'm like, yeah, this thing that you've seen murder everything. Like you've seen, well, I don't know how many, I guess not everybody saw him murder all of the things he did. But they saw him murder quite a few creatures and quite a few people. And I'm like, when they throw it and he's kind of lumbering around, I'm like, why the fuck aren't you just chucking another? Yeah, chuck, <laughs> so chuck, like, and chuck. I feel like, but if like it didn't take out a dinosaur, I'm going to use at least two. Right? Yeah. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. And yeah, he well, yes, then literally cuts that to opening night. And fuck. well, and what's crazy too? This, again, again, this ran. I think they had a double the normal movie budget for this because this had a budget, I believe. What I wrote down, I think the final, but it was like half a billion. I think I wrote down the final budget for it was six hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars. Damn, which is a lot back then. Obviously, made it back in the box office though, but. Because he could have, when he busted out, could have just gone for Anne, grabbed her and taken her away, Empire State Building scene. But we get even more of him rampaging in the city. We get him a, a destroying the uh, the steel um, bridge for the trolley system. And then, you know, people on the trolley. And... Yeah, and yeah, I liked him destroying the trolley. Uh, but yeah, we just rampaging through the city. I mean, yeah, I the people have talked about it, but it, it's still funny when he's just like climbing up the wall, reaches in, just some random girl, and he's like, "Oh, not Anne." Boom, You're not drops. Anne. <laughs> just drops her <laughs> to her death. Could you imagine? Oh, just a- and she was sleeping. I just imagine that you go to bed that night, wake up to this ginormous hand grabbing you, holding the outside of the window, and then whoop, dropped to your death. Like it's a nightmare. Oh no, you're fu- you're dead. It's gone. God. It's over. <laughs> you have the worst luck imaginable. What, what I love too is when he grabs going in for Anne and. uh driscoll grabs a chair and breaks it on his wrist <laughs> and then literally just like breaks Knocks. on his wrist kind of like somehow falls to the ground but also it's like he's reaching for you if you just left the room he right. wouldn't be able to get it like yep. 
yeah, he could maybe break, but if you just left the room, you would be safe right now. Ish. You'd be safe ish. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you get Dan, takes off with her, finally starts his iconic descent up the Empire State Building, which was finished two years before this movie. So, I mean, this is all brand new, tallest building in the world, and he's on his way up of it. Nice. And yeah classic classic scene there where yeah you get the like well which why don't they use smoke bombs then instead of trying to shoot him just drop smoke bomb or uh gas bombs on him from up above i don't know i don't know if you knew it worked even if like yeah we have him chained up but you you would think that they just have some backstage like just in case because i know they're afraid of like something happening to Anne, but at the same time they're just firing off at him too but i mean i guess for the most part they're hitting him as they do passes like right. knowing that she's, she's technically knowing that she's been down. let down. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, iconic sequence there. I mean, and that had to have been I mean, was cutting edge for its time too. Which okay, yeah, when we get to the scene, um <laughs> I don't know why I wrote this down, but I just cracked me up when he's uh John like they're in the police department, like, well, he's got her like I, we don't know what to do, and John just like what was like what if we used airplanes the officer starts yelling immediately he's like you're right planes follow me <laughs> I, just, I laughed funny. at the delivery of that i just like like what about airplanes yes planes. Genius. let's go <laughs> like, come on so uh, great. i just i really like that i guess yeah, then you get the iconic read... scene that like it's spoofed a million times i mean it's been in other kong movies i mean i guess the only i mean well you know, like obviously in the Peter Jackson one, wasn't in Skull Island, but then you've seen it spoofed on TV a million times before too, and like The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite. Is that a, a Triassic Horror? Is when Homer is a yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, when Homer's King Kong, I love that. Is hilarious where they show several takes of him like going up the building, like getting exhausted. He falls back, and you think he's like going to fall like several stories to his death. He falls like two. <laughs> so great it's been a long time since i saw that oh it's so funny i think it's like season three's treehouse i don't know it's pretty great though yeah that was in treehouse of horror three okay so really really early on yeah iconic though scene with the planes i mean that's just that's still just fun to watch and i like how they you know you see him slowly start to weaken i mean you really before he dies you start to feel for him he'd really they're good at showing his emotions through this like you really feel for him like he really just wants to be alone with his lady and yeah i mean yeah he really just wants to not be in fucking new york (laughs) right they're like oh he's a monster he's like yeah he was in the wild man like Like you brought him too big for new york man and then yeah poor kong dies falls off i I love that that wide shot too of him falling down the building yeah i kind of like yeah he actually does that wide shot and he's like ragdoll because he actually like hits like part of the building and like kind of bounces off of it on the way down too Mm -hmm. and then you get that amazing line at the end and he's just like it was beauty that killed the beast because he's like damn you're just trying to sell the legend now you like print the legend 
and let's i mean but he's always trying to get an angle which i think is funny about his character it just cracks me up yeah when did fey die because i i think she died a year before peter jackson's let me look 2004 because yeah peter jackson wanted her to come in and uh say that line she in the audience like when they were uh gathering around his dead body at the end she wanted her to like pop out of the crowd and give the classic line right which would have been amazing yeah that would have been that would have been good i mean peter jackson is a huge king kong fan oh he loves that movie have you ever seen his kong yeah i saw it in theaters i think yeah same i think i saw it once or twice yeah people rag on it but i think it's good it's long but i think it's good overall yeah they were joking i'm like there's no way this is three hours and then i looked it up i'm like yeah it's three hours and two minutes yeah it's a little long but i I still enjoy it it's been a long time since i watched it if i were to change anything from it though i don't think jack black was the guy to play that role i think you could have found somebody better for that role yeah i mean i don't know but like i think you'd probably just come off of like school of rock at that point they're like oh he can kind of play like a little bit more of a serious like actual movie but even though he's still very much jack black and then i don't know yeah but i don't know what the reasoning was replace him with somebody else somebody better and i think you you, that just elevates that movie a little more i don't know i enjoy it though so yeah as far as like my history with king kong goes i have never seen son of kong which apparently came out later that year i think i read that is later that year son of kong comes out they put a sequel together that quick yeah 1933 is when it came out it's only what was it only 70 minutes though hour 10 minutes or something like that i think it's only like an, an hour and two minutes jeez it's very i mean short for today's movie standards for sure well look because this king kong that we're talking about was an hour 40 minutes so a half hour shorter wow oh. i don't know what have you seen over the years with king kong i mean i've just only seen like the peter jackson one i've seen the classic one and then, you know, I've seen Skull Island. So essentially I've gotten like essentially one, well, not one from every era, but you know, like yeah, the original, Peter I, Jackson. I guess we're missing some Skull 50s Island. ones. Yeah. Yeah, so I've seen the original, still not seen Son of Kong. Uh, never saw the original Mighty Joe Young either, which kind of falls in line with this. Um, I've never seen the remake. Yeah, actually I don't think I have either. I've never seen the one with Jeff Bridges that came out in the late 70s. Never seen that one. I did see part of King Kong Lives. I remember seeing that. I think it was like sixth grade or something. All I remember from that was uh, him getting like open heart surgery, like them literally coming in with a giant saw and cutting his chest open to put in like an artificial heart or something in him. Yeah. I guess okay. Linda Hamilton is in that one. I, of course, in sixth, I didn't have a clue who she was in when I was in sixth grade. But yeah, I guess Linda Hamilton's in that one. But uh, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to go back and watch some of these old ones. Like I like to watch Son of Kong. I like to watch the original Mighty Joe Young. It'd be kind of fun to go watch the Jeff Bridge one. But yeah, I try to think of some, any other notes I have here. We talked about so much, but overall, yeah, you know, we've made fun of it a little bit here and there, some of the cheesy lines. But this is a movie, in my opinion, that holds up pretty well. Still, it's a lot of fun to watch. I enjoy it, especially from like the time when Kong arrives to the end, it's just nonstop action and it's exciting to watch. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, looking at, yeah, I think I pretty much have talked about everything I want to talk about. I mean, it's an A plus for me. Great movie. 
Yeah, no, I had a great time. Like literally, like from start to finish, like it's very entertaining. And the fact that like Skull Island is nonstop action, like it's great. I well, fucking great. And I think they talked about it in the other podcast too. Didn't they say that comic books like Superman had not been written yet? He was not non-existent at this point. Who? Superman. Oh. So as far as so as far as like a big creature that can bust stuff up, this was like one of the very, very, very first. I can look that up here. Let me. Yeah, that and Godzilla would probably be the only thing close to the same time. Yeah, first appearance for Superman was June 1938. So yeah, Superman was not around yet. Damn. Superman could have taken Kong out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? well, yeah, it didn't yeah, exist well, yet. So Yeah, where's the uh where is the uh, Superman versus Godzilla movie? Or versus Kong? Dude for real. Yeah, that would be when did Godzilla originate from? I think the 50s is where he came from was first seen. So yeah, yeah, I think the 50s is when we first got to look at Godzilla. So So yeah cutting edge for its time for sure yeah i mean overall like i, I had a great time i yeah i'd give it an a plus too it was fun to watch where it all began yep Alrighty. well i guess let's wrap that up that wraps up our talk for 1933 king kong if you have never seen it check it out rent it it's actually streaming on hbo max right now so if you got hbo max check it out hell yeah daniel where can they find us they can find us online on movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. And just go watch King Kong. It's worth it. Hell yeah. All righty. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the show. If you like it, share it with others. It helps the show grow. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.